Hi guys, Matt here. This week I'm joined by Nick Nanavati. Hi. How are you doing, Nick? That was it. Good, how are you, Matt? I'm good too, cheers. So, both of you guys may have heard of Nick for playing Care Space Marines recently. So, we're going to get together, have a quick chat through the book, and go through our thoughts. Now it's been out for, what, four months or something? Like three, but yeah, a while. Yeah, so we've both had a fair few games, got a few ideas, and just going to go through what we like, what we don't like, the stupid bits, the rubbish bits, and the oh-so-great bits. <laughs> so we'll start off, we'll go through unit by unit, give them a quick overview, and then we'll touch on the stratagems, psychic powers, and legion traits, which is where most of the fun in this book is. Yeah, Definitely. So, first up, we have a couple of special rules. So, everything's got Legion trait if you want it, which we'll cover in more detail later. We've got Marks of Chaos, which is a keyword a lot of units can have. Uh, it's worth noting, you can't be Death Guard or Thousand Sons for any of the things in this book. And they have a Death for the False Emperor ability. So, on a 6 to hit in a fight phase into an Imperium unit, you get an extra attack using the same weapon. It's a nice little bonus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially with all, well, especially with all the guard running around and marines. Not so yeah, great it's, it's really great, really great in the meta right now because guards kind of everywhere. So first up, Avadon the Despoiler, who I must say I absolutely love this guy. I've never actually used him, but he does sound pretty good on paper. The problem with him is mostly that Black Legion kind of sucks, but all of his other rules are great. Yeah, I'd agree completely there. I've kept found I keep using him in the little detachment off on his own with a couple of friends, more yeah. for the extra command points, which are Right, huge. the two command points. Chaos is really command point hungry, because your stratagems are amazing, and he helps that. Yeah, so we've got that, and his Mark of Curse Ascendant which is so good because what we'll touch on soon is cultists are going to be seen a lot in Chaos because the standard Chaos Space Marines are okay, but they're not too great. So having a 12-inch automatic pass morale check bubble is amazing. Yeah, right. that is definitely true. There's so many games where that is... Just save my ass. But then, he's also pretty beasty in combat. He's pretty good because he's got all the god keywords, so he interacts with a lot of things. He halves damage. And he's only 240 points, which I think is pretty reasonable for what you get there. Yeah, I wish he was a little... I mean, he moves like normal infantry, so it makes sense, but he is kind of slow, which sucks. He's faster than most Terminators because he's movement six. He is. He is. Most of those like like. two hundred forty points, like walking across the field, is, is just a painful pill to swallow. But it's not bad. Yeah, it's great because he can deep strike in. But I found you don't really want him to deep strike in. Yeah, I can't imagine you ever want to do that because you want the fearless bubble all the time, forever. Yeah. So, moving on. Next up is Fabius Bile, who, at first glance. I looked at and think we were chatting just before we started recording. You were saying you did the same. I looked and went, 
Eh. Why would I fight him? Right. He's oh. got uh, he's got some cool tricks, especially when you combo him with Death Guard. Um, but even just buffing forty cultists, plus one strength, attack, or toughness, all those are good buffs for cultists. And on top of that, with tied traders, which we'll get into later, you don't even actually lose any cultists. So just value, really. Yeah, it's nice when you're looking at a little squad of like ten marines or something. You don't really be only losing marines just for an extra attack or toughness. But when you're doing right. forty guys, it comes into play a lot more, and you don't care if you lose a few cultists or things like that. I've also thought about doing it to possessed because they're two wounds each, so the mortal wounds aren't super painful for them. No, that's Just a true. Thought. Although you've then got to try and make possessed work. I have so many ideas for Possessed. Most of them are all Death Guard, but don't judge me. <laughs> so, next up we have Khan the Betrayer, who I really want to like. I think he... I really want to like him, but every time I look at him, he's nine Berserkers. Yeah. And he... I stop looking at Khan. <laughs> like, Khan's good. He's... I've used him in a couple of games as a support when I've been messing about with lots of Berserkers and World Eaters, but he just he doesn't seem to do enough for his points compared to some of the other characters that can help out yeah. your army more. Yeah, if you're going to take Chaos characters, it's got to be in some sort of supporting role rather than a damage role, and then if you want damage, your units just do that better. Yeah, but... I think I've seen a few people use him, and I think a lot of people have enjoyed using him. I'm sure he's a blast to play, yeah. But I just can't quite get him to find a place in any list I do myself, anyway. Right. So, next up, Lucius the Eternal, and I think they've missed a trick again. Yeah, he's just perpetually terrible. I can't remember no. him ever being good. Yeah. But he... He's just had a sad life. <laughs> There's potential, but ah, you just can't make him good. Yeah, no. He's just not. No. Then uh, Cypher is next, and again, I think he's got a similar issue to Khan. Yeah, like he, he's not terrible, but he's just not worth it. I like the idea of Cypher. At first, looking at him, maybe trying to use him as a like little sniper character, a little backfield piss about her because he can hide because he's a character in there. Right. But mm-hmm. he's cheap. He's only just over 100 points, I think. And yeah. He doesn't give up VPs. I've just never found myself with the points. It just, yeah, you always have better stuff to do, I guess. Yeah. It's one of those situations. I've always wanted to try him, but I've not got around to trying it. I might try him and of you may change I just can't see him fitting in amazingly somewhere right chaos is pretty tight for points and slots so trying to just fit in fun stuff is kind of difficult then I'm going to guess this next unit is going to get a very very brief overview the fallen yeah they're, they were close to really good and then they just weren't Yeah, I don't get them it's nice I had some ideas there. with them that were like, if I give every guy a combi bolter, it's like a lot of shots for not too many points. 
but it still is too many points. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're just a, a bit too expensive for being a regular marine with a couple of cool things. Yeah. It's like, they get reroll ones just, to hit if they didn't move, and they can't move. There's just one. a lot of units that we're going to go through in this book that we're just going to decide are terrible. Yeah, we're going to we'll point out the bits that you're going to see people using, the bits we're using, and some stuff. People, I'm sure people will use them, but I don't think you'll see them at events, which is more what we want to try and right. cover. Right. So next up here on Blackheart, who I quite like. I think he's good for his points. He's a, he's actually very interesting because he's like a lord and a sorcerer wrapped up into one guy. And that's very useful because you don't want to spend too many points on HQs and Chaos and he kind of does all two and one. Um, the only thing that sucks about him is, again, his legion has to be Red Corsairs, which is essentially Renegades. And Renegades aren't awful, they're just not the best one. Agreed. Right. I looked at first, I was like, ooh, you can do psychic powers. Ooh, you can do this, you can do that. And, but I've never found myself wanting not one of the other legions and wanting to go even just to slot him in as a yeah. random HQ. He's made it into into a couple of my lists as like uh, in like some sort of trash detachment where I just throw a bunch of stuff in there. Um, but I've never actually put him on the table. He just usually gets scrapped before he makes that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I had a couple of initial ideas the same as you, but. I then found myself going in other directions and he just didn't quite cut it. Yeah. So next up is a model I've seen a lot of, which is the Demon Prince. But I think... Yeah, I actually find these super overrated, unless they have gifts, uh, relics rather. The, the one with the elixir is really good, and the one with the plate and death guard is really good. But just the standard Demon Prince for 180, I don't think he's that good. It just always disappoints me. Yeah, I think you're seeing a lot more of the demon demon princes than Chaos. Right, the feel and pain helps them a lot. Yeah. So they've got Disgusting Resilient, 5 plus to ignore for anybody who doesn't know that. Uh, and then the Chaos Demon Princes, the nice uh, like support pieces. I've seen a lot of people use them running up with some of the psychic powers to keep up and they're a little bit tougher. It's kind of nice... In the same way that uh, Huron is kind of nice, that it's a lord and a sorcerer wrapped up in one, but he's 180, so you could also just buy a lord and buy a sorcerer and get two HQs instead of one, and the yeah. sorcerer is better at casting. Yeah, that's true. Well, and the, the prince is kind of counterintuitive, too, because he obviously wants to be like up in your face a little bit, punching stuff in combat, and... If you're doing that, then he's not really like a, a good caster because then he's going to find himself in deny range a lot and you don't want your warp time getting denied, obviously. That's bad. We'll get into that later. Yeah, so that's Demon Princes. Next up you have Chaos Lords, which uh, I found myself using these semi-often, but kind of moving yeah, away. Yeah, they make them. it in some lists, they make it... They don't make it in others. Usually they make it into my list with shooting, like if I have a big squad of noise marines or something. Um, if, I'm gonna, if I'm mostly a combat list, uh, there's better off characters you can take, which we'll get into in a minute, I imagine. Yeah, um, But yeah, they're definitely with, they have use. They're not bad at all. I've had quite a lot of fun using one with a wings, just to drop in somewhere, support a unit, get in 
it's like the funny places where you end up with units in odd positions yeah. sometimes with chaos so it's quite nice to be able to drop in and just go right i'm here i'm going to support and because they're so cheap they've got 93 points you can give them a decent weapon make them mm -hmm. around 100 and they're going to beat up little squads yeah, like 105 or something for like a, a power fist and a combi belt and a jump pack. It's not bad. Like, I think it's 110. I don't remember. But they're not bad. So next up is the Chaos Lord and Terminator armor, which is kind of the same as the Chaos Lord, but I think I prefer the movement of the jump pack rather than Yeah, the extra the movement. And fly is like the best rule in the game, like the best USR. So, yeah, so. like the extra wound save... On a character, loses a lot of value because he already can't get shot at for the most part. So I think you're better off just being faster. I've seen a lot of people who are using like a Terminator drop-in unit and yeah. with Terminator Lords behind. But for me, I'd rather just have that winged guy because after you drop, you can then run off and do whatever you want. Because people are going to pick exactly. up the Terminators. They're not going to be there for a massive amount of time if they're... Right. If they are there for that long. Pretty okay, anyway. Next up is a unit you're going to see a lot of, uh, which is the Chaos Sorcerer, and then we'll lump the Sorcerer and Terminator armor in with this because it's the same thing. Yeah, right. So I've been putting at least one of these in every list I've been running most of the time. Too. Yeah, for sure. Um, I really like having one with the jump pack. Because, like you were saying before, Chaos finds itself in all kinds of weird places on the board. So being able to cast Warp Time and just have a Sorcerer in some odd place because he deep strikes in is really useful. Yeah, and we'll touch on the Sorcerer probably a little bit more later on in detail when we get to the Psychic Powers and explain just why you want to take yeah. them and what you're going to be doing with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So next up, you have... The Dark Apostle, which are absolutely brilliant. I love these guys. Just they reroll hits, rolls to be friendly units within six of the same legion. So any berserkers, even cultists, anything that wants to go and fight something, one of these nearby is spot on. Yep. Uh, the, you say Dark Apostle is all the champ. What are you talking about? Yeah, the Dark Apostle. Yeah, so the adult, the Dark Apostle is also good for the leadership buff that he gives the cultists. Because cultists kind of have shit leadership, and uh, going from six to nine is just a really good boon for them. Yeah, because I found a lot of the time, which we'll go into more detail in a minute, with the cultists, you do run away a lot. You need something like the Dark Apostle or Abaddon's Bubble just to keep them around. Yeah, especially when you're when you're just rocking the, the basic leadership six that they have, it's like you lose two to like Stormbolter on a Rhino kind of shooting, and then it becomes like four or five really quickly because you're down to leadership four. Yeah, so I think the Dark Apostle's best mate is probably the next guy up, which is the Exalted Champion. So do you want to go with that, mm -hmm. guy, Nick? Yeah, it's, I mean it's the same thing essentially, but it's reroll the wound instead of reroll the hit. Uh, comboed together, they're really good because then you're just re-rolling everything and re-rolls are really important. So, they're both cheap. They're both in their 70s. So, not bad. Yeah. 
I find myself using those guys a lot on you, the tag team. You use these quite a lot with uh, Berserkers, don't you? Yeah, definitely with Berserkers. I love Berserkers. They're my favorite unit. So, uh, next up is the Warpsmith, who... Yeah. <laughs> He's just one of those units that that's very, they're very sad. The, the model's so nice, though. But it is really nice. His yeah. rules just... What he does is, at the end of the movement phase, you can repair a single friendly legion unit that doesn't have fly within one inches. And that... Is he still doing cover saves, or is that gone? No, that's gone. So, he gives a vehicle back D3 wounds, or on a 2 plus with an 18 inch range. He I guess a mortal he's... wound to a vehicle. I guess he's kind of not bad with the demon engines, like the Heldrake and the Mollerfiend. You can't do it to the Heldrake because it's fly. Uh, well, alright, the Mauler Fiend, because it heals itself for one, then you heal it for D3, so you're kind of like a healing machine at that point. But I'm really stretching to make this work, he's just bad. <laughs> so there we go, we have one idea, but I don't think either of us would put that on the table. Yeah. <laughs> That's just something I thought of right now, just to <laughs> do it. <laughs> just to have some reason to take him. Yeah. <laughs> so next up we have the standard Care Space Marines. Which I've tried a couple of games with these to try and make them work. And I think they're okay if you take a little squad with a large cannon or something like that. But I just find cultists do a lot more for me. I was um, I was talking to Tony Hopak, one of the Americans over here, about why people don't take regular tactical marines or regular chaos based marines. And it's not that the unit is so bad. It's more just like, if you want, they're no different than like a Havoc or a Veteran or a Devastator or a Chosen, whatever their equivalent is, Chaos or Imperial. They just are the same exact guy with fewer options. So if you want to take a unit with all plasma guns or all flamers or something, you regular guys can't do that. And if you want to take a unit of bolters, you, you just never want to take a unit of bolters, I guess is my point. Yeah, you, there's always other options which do more than them. And I found right. I tried running a uh, brigade a couple of times and had a couple of these units in there. But then I was like, I'd mm -hmm. rather just have ten cultists for less points. And just end up doing more. Yeah. Just more bodies seems to be the way forward at the moment. Right. So, which leads us nicely on to curse cultists as the next option. How convenient. I am in the unfortunate situation of having. A few of these to paint over this weekend as we record this. I have Justin painting like 50 cultists for me right now. It's very nice to have Justin. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had someone to paint my 100. <laughs> so, I think these guys, you look at on paper, and they're, they're okay. They don't do much. They really come into light when you start stacking all the crazy buffs. Like, imagine you had a 40 guys with two attacks each, because that's what they are. Then you give them rerolls to hit from the Dark Apostle and, and rerolls to win from the Exalted Champ, like we just talked about. And then you suddenly have, like, a scary unit. Then you can couple that with some other stuff, like Prescience, which is a psychic power we'll get into later. Gives them plus one hit, rerolling all their hits. Veterans of the Long War, plus one to wound, rerolling all their loans, and suddenly this unit is like a combat monster. 
or you can make them shooty also because you can kind of do the same exact thing with shooting and just make them shoot twice. Yeah, that's what um, I've been doing yeah, a lot more. I've... Yeah, they're both very good. It's really just like how you want to build your list. So yeah, I found you like with some of the legions and some like powers and some of the buffs, you can get eighty shots, one hundred and sixty shots when you fire twice. Turn one into something yep. after like infiltrating forward, and it's just brilliant. You just get so many shots, and people are just like, "Oh shit, need to deal with them," and they commit oh, a yeah. lot. It gets disgusting because you can't ignore them, but they tend to soak up more firepower than they should. They kind of buy mm-hmm. things a turn. Yeah, for being, I guess, just having forty wounds to go through is a lot. They're very good. Yeah, which is where, especially something like we were saying before, you need the Fearless Bubble from Abaddon or two command points just to not run away. Just to have that one mm-hmm. guy lying around, two guys lying around for some of the fun stratagems which really make cultists come into their own. Yeah. So the next section of this book is a little bit weird because they've got some of the lesser demons in, so you've got your horrors, your bloodletters, your demonettes, your plague bearers, but even though they're in the book, they don't share the chaos space marine keywords, so taking any of these units in a detachment makes it not a chaos space marine detachment, which at first caused quite a bit of confusion because people looking at it going, but why are they in there? What are they doing? But yeah, mm-hmm. they. It still confuses me why they're there. I think it's just a quick reference, an easy guide. But it's uh, they actually they're different from the index demons. So oh, this was I don't know if this was the intent, but um, yeah, they're since they're different, they replaced the index demon entry. So I guess it's just a new place for them to exist. I'm not really sure. But. Yeah, well, at least we have them there. I think Brimstone and Horrors are what you're going to see a lot, but everybody already knows what they are and what they do, so we won't really go over this. I keep section. looking I keep looking at six units of, like, ten bloodletters, because they're not that expensive, and they kind of hit really hard on a charge. And I keep not putting them into a list, but I want them to be good. Yeah, I, I also own 30. a dumb amount of bloodletters. Yeah, I considered putting 30 in a list. Cool. Yeah. Can't remember if I'd tried it or not in the end. It just didn't seem to have the punch or do as much as I needed it to. Yeah, I think I think it's one of those things that I keep considering and then not doing, but it was cool. So next up you have Combazirkers. My favorite unit in like all of 40 k right now. They're just so much fun. They fight twice and they hit really hard. And fighting twice lets you do some ridiculous things in close combat for piling in and stuff. Yeah, it's like I found these guys, when you can get them in, are brilliant. However, they do struggle getting in sometimes. Yeah. I, I think the biggest difference with us there is over across the pond where you play, you don't have as much line of sight blocking terrain, where over here we have tons of it, which really probably affects their viability a lot because over here they just get there and over there they don't yeah because i think it's quite funny because we were talking it's probably a couple of weeks ago now and we both started off 
trying a couple, one unit, two units, and then you're thinking of going up to three, whereas I'm dropping down to yeah. zero. <laughs> yeah, it's like we just went in opposite directions. <laughs> but it's one of those where I, I love the Berserkers. I've got about 50 Berserkers and about 30, 40 Blood Warriors from AOS that I use as Berserkers. But I've just been struggling to get them in and do what they need to do. Because people know what they do. And even in a rhino, people go, oh, a rhino, cool, I'll kill that. And then, yeah, see, here we can hide a rhino behind terrain, so it, it all works out. <laughs> yeah, I think they're, they're great. I've also found, though, if I have, like, Magnus and Mortarion in my list, and, like, just, like, two rhinos or three rhinos, no one's shooting the rhinos. Turn on. Yeah, if you've got enough distractions... You can get in there. It's like, because if you don't deal with Magnus and Morty early, you're pretty much just never going to have them dealt with. And then, like, a lot of people just shoot them. I don't know if it's correct or not to shoot them, but. Yeah, a I, lot of people just... I had more luck when I had a Corn Lord of Skulls in the list as well. But then I've, I've tried in without the Primarchs in the last few lists, and I think that's where they've suffered. So it might be, like you're saying, if they're the number one threat, they're not tough enough to be a number one threat. But if they're a backup threat, or like a, a, a hidden threat, so they can get in and they're going to do some work. Getting into like a big unit of things with those guys is so much fun. Right. Definitely. Um, I I played against Ganyo at Nova, and I had one unit. I pressions them, so I was triggering death of the false emperor on fives. He was playing guard, so I was getting like loads of free attacks. Uh, I had like re rolls to hit on them, re rolls to wound on them. I veterans them, and I fought three times. It was like a full squad or a squad of eight, but that was as big as I was running. And they killed, I want to say like seventy guardsmen and like seven or eight primary psychers in one turn. That's this crazy amount of guys. It was amazing. Like, they would fight with, like, 24 attacks and score 30 hits pretty consistently. And I did that three times. Yeah, what's pretty funny with these guys I've done, I ran a Black Legion unit and had Abaddon nearby and Presides. So Abaddon triggers the Death of the False Emperor on a 5+. Plus. And then they had plus one tip from Presides. And they got a plus one tip. So I think they were getting... Fours for extra attacks, hitting on twos, and I got something like 30 hits of five guys. So, next up, we've got Rubric Marines. Oh, they're so sad. They're like the coolest models in like all of 40k, and they're just always bad. You say that, I've got a new respect for these guys. One of my friends at a recent event was running an all Death Guard army. And it actually surprised me at how resilient these guys can be. Yeah, no, they're tough as shit. The all is dust rule is like actually very good, especially if they're covered. The yeah. problem with them is that they're like a twenty-five point marine that shoots one shot. Yeah, and doesn't one he, attack. He's been running multiple of the warp flamers in squads. So he's been running what are the stats of the flamers? It's assault D six, strength four minus two damage one but he's been mm. running like four squads of five in rhinos with with two of those and a warplane pistol which is strength three minus two one mm. and they're pretty scary actually 
for a lot of more elite like marine armies and stuff like that, they get into that it. unit is like a hundred and sixty points, and ten berserkers is a hundred and sixty points. There, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. <laughs> but I don't think they're terrible. I just think there are better options. But if people want to make them work, then they can make them work. You can make almost anything in this book work with the way it's designed because of all the stratagems and stuff and the psychic powers. You can basically turn any unit into like way too good at killing stuff kind of thing. But there, there's you could turn the Thousand Suns unit into like a unit that's pretty good at killing stuff, or you could turn a Berserker unit or something similar into killing 70 guardsmen and 10 primary psychers in one turn. Yeah, so that's your more efficient choice. Yeah. A little bit. So, next up is Plague Marines, who I think you want to go to the Death Guard book to look at these guys properly. Yeah, they just, they just got completely redone in Death Guard and just have better rules there, so just go over there and do that. Well, my, my thoughts on them in general, if you decide to want to put a unit in using the Death Guard book, are I don't think they fit the way the meta goes at the moment. They're yeah, extra they're points. Yeah, not bad, I just don't think Doing the doing the grenade trick, which is a thing you can do in Death Guard to make them basically shit out more the wounds with shooting, that's pretty good. It'll kill Mortarian or Magnus or something big and scary that gets in your backfield. And you can I've thought about taking a unit of twenty, making them unshootable, which is more Death Guard tricks. Um, and then you can buff them to do like mortal wounds on force to wound or something stupid in combat. And then they they might actually be very scary at that point. But they move five. And they're just Marines, so... Yeah. I haven't tried it. Like, there's a lot of things going against it, but I don't think they're, they have no place. No, I think, like you were saying then, they need the Death Guard to work, though. They're, they're a yeah, Death Guard sure. unit. I, they're not a Chaos I unit. would never try the Chaos Marine Army without the Death Guard rules. No. So, next up, we have Noise Marines, which are oh, brilliant. I have such a great relationship with Noise Marines. <laughs> um... They shoot a shit ton, and the rule for shooting when they die is pretty cool, because you can kind of break all the rules of 40k when you do it. Yep. Um, like, say, someone kills you with smite. I'll actually, like, throw my noise marines as, like, the first line defense against smite a lot of times, because when you kill noise marines with smite, it's not in the shooting phase, so they can technically shoot characters when they die. Um, so you shoot the next so, side who's about to smite. Exactly. So, like, if you're playing against, like, a ton of, you know, Malefic Lords or Heralds or Primary Psychers, whatever casts Smite behind loads of idiots, they cast Smite, they kill your Noise Marines, you actually get to snipe them out, and your life gets a lot easier in the long term. You can vets them and shoot twice with them, and if there's a Lord nearby, they reroll ones, prescience them, so it's like hitting on twos, rerolling, wounding things like Guardsmen on twos, and they ignore cover. So they'll pick up, I've had them pick up like 60 guys in one turn, like a big squad of them. The, it's just, it, it takes a lot of command points. It's basically the only thing you accomplish that turn, and they all immediately die. So that's what I mean, I have a lot of hate relations with, with them, because they all, they hit really hard, and then nothing ever happens with them again. Yeah, I found yeah. that you do lose them, but they're a distraction people can't ignore. And then, Yeah, for sure. I think with Eldar coming out recently, I've liked them a bit more 
Because I found. See, I feel you... like they lost value against Valdar because all they're so difficult to hit nowadays, and being a shooting in it, you kind of need to hit stuff. Well, I like that you can throw a unit forwards, and then if they have to deal with it, they can't ignore it. And say they shoot you with uh, Dark Reapers, you go, cool, I'll shoot the next unit of Dark Reapers. Whereas a lot of your other stuff yeah. does just die, they actually get a chance to do something back for them. And if you, especially if you get well, to the yeah. They're very interactive like that. They're almost always going to get two shooting phases, essentially, because of the way the rules work. So that's good. So. They're not bad. Definitely... At least worth consideration. I ran them. I ran them at Nova. Didn't hate them. Didn't love them. They were good. So next up is Chosen, and I haven't used these guys yet, but I do like them. Yeah, I keep looking for reasons to use them, and they they don't. I can't find any really that I care about. There are I have some thoughts across my mind. Like, you could take five of them with combi bolters and it's a lot of shots like I was talking about the Fallen, but I felt like that just wasn't good enough. You can give them five special weapons. Like, five plasma guns shooting twice is pretty strong. Five flamers shooting twice with vests is pretty strong. They get pricey when you do all that, but they definitely fill a niche role. I just don't know if that has a place right now. Yeah, I think they're very mid-tier unit, but I think if you're trying to make a cutthroat most competitive list, you're not going to see them. However, right. if you're playing Chaos with friends or you just want to take a Chaos list to try some stuff out, I could see you including them there. So I think yeah. they're. I mean, like they definitely they can be really good. It's just is it the most efficient choice is really what I'm getting at. Definitely. So talking of efficient choices, next up we have the Mutilators. <laughs> oh, I forgot this was a unit. I'm not even going to talk about them. We can just move on. Yeah, just yeah. just don't. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> you know how I was just saying how you can make anything chaos good with the strategies and psychic powers? I lie. Guys. You can't make mutilators good. <laughs> I think we should talk about them just to explain why they're so bad. All right, man, it's all you. So, <laughs> just for people who don't know why we're laughing so bad at this unit. It's a unit that has no guns, is movement 4, and it has its toughness 4. It has attacks that are strength 5 plus d3, AP d3, damage d3. So you've got no clue what this unit's going to do. It's movement <laughs> 4, so if it ever gets there, wow. The models are terrible. <laughs> They're fine cast. You just... Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> let's just not. Alright. Uh, that was a great talk. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I can't even bring myself to try with those guys. Um, so Curse Terminators are up next. And I like these guys. I've seen a lot of people running these for various different uses. Uh, yeah, mostly I see people running them like a, like a 10-man unit with all combi plasmas, deep striking in, warp timing them, shooting twice, charging stuff. It's like a basically 8th edition Death Star. Um, I've yet to see it done 
to a great effect because screens really just beat that Unix idea. Yeah, I think Death definitely... Guard do that better with their long range rapid fire. You know, I got I fell in that trap. I definitely tried it with Death Guard for like two weeks, and uh, ultimately, I think I decided that the regular Chaos Marine ones would be better. Because they fight. Yeah, so not that the Death Guard ones are so bad. I just not shooting twice kind of sucked a lot, and they're more expensive. The Death Guard ones. Yeah, I've seen thoughts on these in running five man units with bolters as well, because they're not ridiculously expensive. And like you said before, unit with combi bolters can fire out a fair bit of damage. Yeah, I've just um, seen I haven't. Them. I haven't seen a five man unit of just bolters, but I imagine like for one fifty or one fifty one. How much is it for? Uh, I think it's just bolt? over one fifty. Yeah, for whatever it costs, that's actually not that bad. That's a fairly functional unit in both shooting and close combat, and it's not that expensive. Uh, so they're reasonable. And and deep strike is a great role. So there you go. So next up, possessed. So you said you'd had a few ideas with these. Yeah. Um, you can do like Alpha Legion Zinch Possessed, which is stacking two minus ones to hit if you have Changeling. So they're just kind of like hard to hit. Um, they're not bad as far as damage goes because they're damage two. So kind of kill tanks with them with like veterans. Uh, they're damage one, but it's AP two. Oh. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking Death Guard Possessed. Never mind. Death Guard Possessed have a... You can do... Um, there's a demon power that's from the demon index that's plus one damage. Um, or double damage, rather, on a roll of a seven to wound that gives you plus one to wound. But then you stack that with the spell from Death Guard, so now you're doing it on fives. And then you stack that with veterans, so now you're doing it on fours. So it's like you're wounding like tanks on twos with these things, and on a four up, it's two damage. Um... That's that's my Death Guard possessed idea, and you can make that unit unshootable. Uh, kind of hits hard. Well, I like possessed. A, I've seen a few people over here trying to run a big unit and get in and do things because they get they can get a few attacks. Cause they have D three attacks with every time they fire, yeah. and they're decent AP, and they're not too expensive now. But like we were saying before, with some units, there's just better options. Next up is Hellroots, who I feel like they may have a place in Chaos Lists. Because I've they... heard success stories. I honestly have not even read them. Like, I think I read them once and it was too complicated because of too many options, so I just stopped. I think, like you said, they've got a lot of options. They're the dreadnought of Curse Space Marines. But they are 147 points with a twin last cannon and a missile launcher. Which, there's a stratagem, which I think is a bit of shit, but it could be good for them. Which, so they can fire twice if they stay still, but has to be the closest unit, which I think makes what could be... I can't... Finish. Yeah, I can't imagine the things you want to shoot at with that ever being the closest unit. Yeah, but I think they're one of the few ways Chaos can get anti-tank, because I think that's an area they really struggle. Yeah, for sure. But I just don't think it's that good of an answer, so... No, I think... The pass. You're looking at these are Havocs, and these are cheaper, a bit more durable, a couple less shots. 
but well, they could be less durable. Depends what's shooting at them. Right. I think you have to have the right target saturation for these guys to work. Like if you've got rhinos and other things, so these can't easily be the anti-tank target for all their anti-tank. Mm -hmm. But I've used them in a couple of games and they've been okay. Are they demons actually? No, they're they not demons. Oh, that's sad. If they were demons, I was going to say you could do the Alpha Legion and Zinch thing with Changeling in them. Minus two to hell, but it's probably solid. However, not being demon means they're not a demon engine, so are VS3, Weapon Skill 3. Which is, I think, an issue all the other demon engines suffer from in this book. When we get to that them. is true. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's three shots, 150 points. I, I, I like them. I, need, I want to use them more to really get and a full opinion on them. But I know, like, Adam, who comes on the podcast a lot, he's used them, and he's enjoyed using them, he's found them useful. I think he's tried it too. I don't think you'd go more than that. Because I, I don't think you want to invest too much. I just wish everything that was D6 damage is just a little bit too unreliable. Yeah, the, it's just... There's also so many points of failure. Like... Three to hit, three to wound is actually less than fifty percent chance of going through before you even factor in saves. Yeah. And like, and then you could whiff the damage roll. It's just like you're spending one hundred fifty points for like what could amount to like two damage on a rhino. Like, could very easily be two damage on a rhino. It's not even crazy. Yeah, it's the variability of it's a little bit unreliable. Yeah. But, so next unit is Chaos Bikes, which. I've not used, because I've never found myself with the points or the inclination to put them in, but I know a lot of people have used them and are finding them great for just a little cheap unit that can do little jobs. I've just never found myself yeah, with the Yeah, personally, um, I've thought about them a lot. They've made it into like a lot of my lists that have never seen the table. Um, I've considered them like little units of three... A lot of boulder shots and fast and annoying. I've thought about making them renegades because then they move 20 inches and then charge. They just don't hit that hard in combat, really, though, is the problem with that. And I've taken a, I've thought about taking like a big unit of nine, then kind of using them like noise marines, like pressing them, besting them, making them shoot twice. Because that's like 160 boulder shots with that unit. It's uh, nice. I've never used it. Um, mostly, actually, like I was saying earlier with the terrain here, a lot of ruins. But they're not infantry, so ruins suck for them to deal with. Um, so that's actually a big factor as to why I haven't tried them. But I don't think they're bad. Now, I've seen a lot of people using, like you say, little three-man units to run around, claim objectives, just be there, be annoying. Yeah. Um, for anything that does Maelstrom, they're great little Maelstrom grabbers because of the speed. Right, they're probably amazing at Maelstrom. America doesn't really use Maelstrom too much, but imagine they're great at it. Yeah, so... I think they're a solid choice. I just... I can't really say too much having not used them enough myself. Yeah. So, Chaos Spawn in the next unit on the list. And I quite like these guys. I think... Yeah, I keep looking at them. They have like, a good stat line across the board. I think move 7 and not infantry again, because all the ruins that I play around with, um, that combo is what keeps making me not use them. But 
They have like four wounds, some mad attacks, decent damage output. Not bad at all. Yeah, I find because they're so cheap as well, 33 points. If you're ever going to events, which are, there's a few popping up here, over here where you have to have like one of each choice or if you just want to fill a brigade, you need a couple of cheap fast attacks. Yeah, very good at brigade filling. Mm -hmm. So, next up is Raptors. I know Raptors. people have been running these with like little plasma squads, so... Yeah, I've, I've seen them used as five-man, like, plas, plas, clubby plas kind of units. 126, I think, is that what that comes out to? It's not bad. Um, it's no Scion squad, um, but it's not bad. Yeah, it's the chaos uh, version. I've also, I've considered using them as Night Lords, because Night Lords do the whole leadership thing, and then you could make them Nurgle for another minus one year leadership, and then you could give them their rule, have a rule that's if you're nearby, it's minus one leadership. So you can get minus three leadership off just being near this one unit. Um, I've thought about making them Slanish, because they get access to that banner, and just like deep striking them in, warp timing them, taking like a unit of 15, charging, and then against Imperial stuff, if you pressure them, you can trigger Dex of the Fall Semper on fours. It's a lot of attacks. These are all ideas I've just never really quite tailed with. Yeah, I think we've both kind of used the other version of Raptors to a bit more success, which is the Warp Towns. Oh, yeah. Warp Towns are fantastic. Also, favorite unit in the Codex. Yeah, I've had a lot of. Well, I'm I'm hit and miss with these. I found. Like, I took these. Yeah, to, I feel uh, like everyone besides me is hit and miss with them. I took them. I'm only hit with them recently, and I found the. The trick these guys have is when they do their special deployment, which is like a deep strike, that they can't be overwatched that turn. So you can drop them in, you can eat up overwatch when you charge in, lock things up, stop other things being overwatched. This is a lot of useful tricks. Yeah, so you, you, we'll get to warp time later, but it's a power that lets you move again. So you deep strike them nine away from everything, warp time them to another like one inch away from everything. Um, and then charge everything because they ignore Overwatch. Um, and then you tie up an army, and they hit fairly hard. They all have lightning claws, so they can kill shit. Yeah, I found whenever I pass and cast a spell, they're brilliant. But so many times I've just failed it and gone, yeah. But they're still such a good unit. It's just that option to say you're playing a tank heavy guard army, if you can spend a turn to clear the screen. And you go, oh no, I've not got too much left. Alright, cool, I'll just charge everything with warp talents. Yeah. It shuts armies down for a turn. Yeah, I played uh, I played against a Gulliman gun line with like six Devastator squads in the last GT I was at. And um, I think my one squad of Ortalans charged like five squads of Devastators in one turn. That was pretty sweet. And like we're saying, they do have a decent damage output, so they're not just going to get there and go, oh cool, I'm here, right, and I'll die. Yeah. They will kill, probably been, kill something. I've been mind making my world leaders so they hit the three attacks each on the charge, and then I can fight twice, which really lets you pile in twice to get really deep into someone's army as far as grabbing stuff goes. I've I've won games turn one off my world leaders with talents just getting there. Yeah, so I think if anyone hasn't tried them, because I think 
they've always been a bit of a fringe unit because they've never been great. They're worth looking into and just having a proper think about all the things they can do and yeah. giving a try. So now I dismissed them myself at first and then chat, after chatting with you, a couple of ideas, I was like, oh, cool, I'll give these a try. And yeah. I've been surprised by them when they get in. I've also mm-hmm. been not surprised when I fail because I tend to do that more often than not with them. <laughs> but, I go really far out of my way to put arm on in my list for plus one to cast just because feeling all time is the saddest thing ever. Yes, I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, Aramon will come to and get the powers, I think, because I think he's worth a notable mention. He's yeah. Just, he's too good. Yeah. So what's after what, Collins? Oh, we're onto the heavy sports now. So we have Curse Havocs, which are devastators for all intents and purposes. I tried these guys with three large cannons and a missile launcher for the stratagem, which we'll touch on later. Mm-hmm. And I've thought about them as like maybe like a seven or eight man unit yeah, in Alpha Legion. Because it's like it's at that point when they're seven or eight man that you can't just shoot them and they go and you start picking up heavy weapons. So that's why I don't take a five man. And like they're in the back, so minus one to hit and then in cover. Fairly annoying to deal with, so I was like, maybe they'll shoot a lot, like for most of the game, ideally. Um, I found they do that. The issue for me was mostly like their line of sight got blocked. You know that that whole building blocking the rhino thing I was talking about earlier goes both ways. Yeah. So, but I found I've used them at the club a lot where I game, and we do use a reasonable amount of lost block there. Yeah. Tend to be events that are a bit fall short compared to some of the events you guys get over there. Right. And they would, they've been good, but they tend to need a lord, because like we said before, with the health route, hit on threes, wound on threes, it, you can't rely on that. Right. It does, they do work, however, when it really comes to it, like, right, I need to kill that, you, you can't trust them to do the job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if I was going to run that unit, I'd run, like, one squad of those, park a lord near them, vets them, impressions them, shoot twice with them, and try to get a lot of value out of it, at least for, like, a turn. Because you can almost reliably kill two tanks with all of that. Yeah, it's just... It's it's not quite there, but it's close. Um, but line of sight was the reoccurring issue for them. Yeah, so I find I tend to go to the next unit for a lot of my anti-tank things, which are the obliterators. I hate obliterators so much. I'm pretty sure I'm the only Chaos player on Earth who doesn't like obliterators. <laughs> but every time I try them, I just... Like, nothing happens. Yeah, I think... That's like Havocs. You can't rely on them to kill a tank, but I think they're the most likely unit to do it. <laughs> <laughs> So. The last time I played a player, it's like two squads, and I was playing against this Grey Knight guard thing. I had five obliterators come in and shoot a squad of strikes, and I killed one strike. The three obliterators came in and shoot a squad of strikes and killed one strike. Ooh. The following turn, I had them shoot at uh, Grandmaster. They did a wound to the Grandmaster. 
And then the next turn, I had them shoot a basilisk. They did a wound to the basilisk. You just suck at this game. <laughs> That's all it is, clearly. <laughs> I just, I couldn't, I hate obliterators. <laughs> nah, I found myself running two or three units of these guys as Black Legion in a heavy support detachment with Abaddon. Yeah. So I've got a little side black detachment, drop in around him. The 24 inch range can be an issue sometimes, but I found it been alright most of the time. Yeah. Their guns I mean, are the strength 6 plus D3, AP D3, damage D3, which is why they're so random. Yeah, they're definitely not bad. I've heard so many success stories. When I've played against them, they've done a lot of work against me. I just, they don't work for me. I don't know. Yeah, I, think, me. I think it's a trap if you ever re-roll the D3s, though. I think it's depending on, on like the situation you find yourself. Like if you're just like bringing them in as like little supporting units, like probably how you're using them, I'd agree because you don't really need to rely on them the way that is. But if you have like a singular squad and you put all your buffs on them, vets them, precious them, I think in that instance it's right to give to go all in as far as trying to make get the most value out of what you got. Yeah, I think the main reason I it's a trap is it never works for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, cool, um, I've rolled a 1 for my damage. Because you have to roll them separately, so yeah. there's no point wasting that re-roll. No, you, you, do, you always save it for the damage roll. Like, yeah. it, it sucks. Um, yeah. But, you know, like I say, when they get to fire twice, um, they can do some real work. And like Nick was saying, I think a lot of people, myself included, have had really good use with these. I've actually taking more of these and just bought some more of these just to I've seen people running I think like 15 yeah I don't know what that's about well they're like, demon so you can have some units slanesh which is what one of the keywords you need to trigger fire twice stratagem and then you make yeah. some units each and sit near the changeling I mean I get that but do you guys just not have close combat does that not happen to you uh, well, <laughs> like, one of the events was over in the states where i saw that doing well <laughs> okay that's on the west coast all right um <laughs> we don't talk about what happens on the west coast that's not real <laughs> so but yeah i've seen quite a few variations of obliterators uh, just a couple of units of support role a lot of units to do the damage but like i say yeah they can't punch their way out of a wet paper bag Whereas yeah. Obliterators used to be this machine where they were shooting like they, all the time. They were in combat, yeah. They had power fists, they were doing everything. And then somebody decided to make a mutilator model and, yeah, just... They now have no combat. And mutilators have all the combat and, yeah, you, you don't see them. Uh, so, next up is the Chaos Land Raider, which... I've actually heard success stories about this thing, but... Yeah, I think it struggles from the meta at the moment. I think it's I think a good it struggles unit. from the fact that it's 400 points. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's, it's not quite 400, but <laughs> it's expensive. You get two twin life cannons, so it's reliable on the tank, because it's not going to just get shot. Yeah. But it, you need to like 
work a list around it. It's not like cheap enough to just slot in and go, yeah, I'll just take one of those. I've got points left. It's not like it used to be, where like you'd take a Land Raider and drive it forward and it would get your Terminators or Columbus or anything. Whatever you cared about would get there safely and mess something up. It's actually barely better than a Rhino as far as transport goes now, so I, I just don't really see the purpose of it outside of mostly a gunboat. Yeah. And 400 points for four Laskins is, is really shitty. I think one of the issues it has as well is, like all gunboat-style things, is once you get in combat, you can just tie it up with something like one model, just consolidate into it, and it's not firing yeah. in turn. And yeah. that's huge. It's just that hurts it so much. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Then the next three things are the demon engines, which I just want to say at the start of them, why are they BS and weapon skill 4? Fluffy, man. It's fluffy. It's, I think it's what, fluffy. My Matt. main issue here, though, is... They've given them some demon rules, so it's the Defiler, the Forge Fiend, and the Mortal Fiend we're talking about. And they all heal wounds back at the start of their turns, which is cool. So that's part of their demon thing. And the downside to that is they are weapon skilled on BS4, which I find... I find they pay points for that as well. I think they're more expensive than they should be with that in mind. Yeah. Um, they should be like 30 points cheaper to be considered. I like the Molothene. It's like very tough for 150 and it has 10 attacks. And if you give that guy Diabolical Strength, which is a second power we'll get into later, he hits like stupid hard and uh, oppressions he doesn't really miss. You can use the strategy and make them reroll everything. It's a lot of value out of, out of that one little guy. And they're adorable. Yeah, I, I love the Molothin models. They're so cool. They're yeah. Puppy. Um, the Forge Fiend, haven't really found much good use out of that one yet. Um, just doesn't really, it's not good at shooting, honestly, is the problem, because the auto cannons kind of suck. And the Heldrake just makes no sense to me. It's, like, very fast, but sucks in combat. Its flamer is just very unreliable. But it's, like, tough to kill. It's a flyer, but it's not a flyer. It's actually just a very fast unit. It makes no sense to me. I think the Defile is the one that messes me up the most. Oh, that guy's just depressing. It's... It's... (laughs) He's, like... It's like if a little kid went to a bits box and poured a ball in, in it took a ball, covered it in glue, and just threw it in the bits box, it and it came out the flower. Of in Toy Story, the little baby's head with crab legs. Yeah, it's just it's so cool and it's so not functional. I love the model. It is. It's an awesome model. I have three soul grinders and defiler in my basement right now. It just. Yeah, it's. I think the three of these, the rules aren't bad. They're all okay, but they need a points reduction. Yeah, they're just so overpriced. So Uh. I I think they pointed in the buffs for beating a demon engine, and not figured out they're actually not quite a pure buff 
it's a bonus and a negative at the same time. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of gone into the thought process there. But, yeah. Uh, well, one the, thing I do really like uh, about Demon Engines is that they get to interact with all the Demon rules from the Index. Yeah. Like, you can do Nurgle and Epidemus, and that's pretty cool. You could, uh, you can Changeling, obviously, with them. There's some neat interactions there that weren't um, probably looked at too closely, but yeah, they're good. We do have the um, Demon book coming out soon, so it may be that with that in mind, they were pointed up a little bit more. There might be really nice stratagems and buffs in there for Yeah, them. very interested to see what I can do with that. But, uh, so next up is the Chaos Vindicator. And, yeah, I just, I just don't see Vindicators, Marine or Chaos making it into a list. Yeah. They look amazing. They should do more. They just... Yeah, they just... Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's heavy D3. No, there's just not much you can even say about it. It's just It's sad. Yeah. So, the Predators. Predators are not bad with the kill shot stratagem. Uh, I've been pleasantly surprised fighting against that thing. I quite like them. Yeah, uh, the reason that I don't like them is because you you really want to take four Predators, even though you only need three to unlock the stratagem, because once one dies, you'll lose the stratagem if you only take three. So you take four, at that point you definitely need a Lord or Abaddon standing near them. And then that's like a thousand points, almost. It's like 800 to 900. Yeah, they're a little cost-intensive. Yeah, so you, you end up spending like 800 points to make this trick work, and it's very powerful, but... It's it's very static and it doesn't have flies. So if someone can just get into it, the game is pretty much over. Yeah, so I've not really seen them used much. Although I don't think they're terrible. I've seen them used. Um, they hit really hard, like really hard. But um, if the other guy has his wolf talons of his own, or now with Eldar with quickening, or Tyranids with just being faster than the speed of light uh, they're just losing more and more value but they I, they do work when they do work if that makes sense yeah so Cash Rhino is the next um, the Rhino what a beautiful tank <laughs> they're just uh, I think at first when this just came out and everyone saw Rhinos were up to like 70 odd points yeah like, everyone oh, was what? like these are terrible yeah well I, I regularly include one to three. Even when the guys get out and do their thing, you've still got ten wounds, top to seven, three plus save. They're durable. They're a lot, lot, lot more durable than they used to be. Yeah, no, rhinos are like the ultimate utility vehicle. Using them to soak overwatches, bump into things, so they can keep them shooting. They're just so tough for no reason. I don't it's think... kind of like unreasonable how tough they are. Yeah, the first time playing against them was like, oh, okay, shit. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I got new respect for these guys. It's like, I still, like, I only have two rhinos in my latest list, and, like, I it blows my mind that I can have two rhinos, and they'll survive usually to the end of the game pretty consistently by just taking some cover saves and some, like, just being tough. Yeah, I think the thing with rhinos is once the thing the unit gets out, 
Yeah, once not, the unit gets out, no one ever even acknowledges them. Yeah, they're not a threat in their own right. They're not going to kill a lot, but they're going to do a lot. I think I do love giving mine two combi bolters. It's like four points. You have to buy one to start anyway. So it goes from 72 to 74, and then they pump out eight shots each for, like, nothing. It's I've killed, like, an unreasonable amount of models with my two combi bolters rapid-firing. Yeah, with the, the Havoc Launcher's not bad on them as well, for an extra little bit of fire. But then they cost 11 points, then you're actually buying things. Screw yeah. that. If you've got odd points left over, you've maxed everything else out. It's not a bad yeah. shot. But I think transports these days, people are starting to look at them more as a unit in their own right than just a transport. Because they're not just going to run around and carry your guys from A to B, they will also score your points and objectives. Like you were saying, they can charge things, they can lock things up. They can do more than I think in previous editions they tended to do. So yeah, for sure. Um, a new respect for those little yeah. things. Mine is, mine is a pretty sweet... Um, it's actually, I've been like making some LOs lately, and I'm tossing like just like two wave serpents into my LOs just because utility is really good on random transports that no one wants to deal with. Yeah, because once the stuff that's doing the damage is out, they're just there, they're, they're yeah. left down. Just bumping into things all the So, next up is the Helldrake, which you briefly touched on in the Demon Engine section. And yeah. I've got a couple of bits to add on these guys, because mm-hmm. I think their speed. I've seen them, if people leave characters out, you can get behind the back, you can charge random units that you shouldn't be able to reach and get to, because they're mid-30, it's so quick. Yeah, I, I've never seen one used. No, actually, no, I played against one, I lied. Um, I killed it almost instantaneously with dickworms. Um, but did it yeah, kill your fire? I mean, I guess, but... What yeah. else is I shoot out? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's one of those where I think its damage isn't quite high enough. Yeah, if it, if it just had a little more damage, I think it would be a solid choice. And the fact it has to pay for its talons makes it about 20 points too expensive. Uh, what is it, like 170? 180 something. Mm, yeah, it's a little pricey. But yeah, I've seen them in lists, I've used them myself a couple of times, they're nice, I think they had more of a place a month ago, when you were seeing more Razorback car parks. Oh, I haven't seen one of those in a long time, but yeah, cause yeah, you, they'd be very good against that. You basically just get into them, tie them up, do what you wanted. But yeah, the they are like very them. hard to kill, 12 or 13 ones, um, Rhino chassis, but with a 5-up ball and they heal. Yeah, they're, they're decent. So, next is the Corn Lord of Skulls, and I love this guy. I don't even think I've ever read him. It's all you. <laughs> oh, they're brilliant. So, they're 28 wounds, which is a nice start. They are between 500-ish and 620, 630 points, depending on what <laughs> weapon you like 150 points cheaper or something. Yeah, yeah, they were a lot more in the index, so they got, like a, they got a nice points drop. Just yeah, they were good, and then this plus the new stratagems has made them really nice. 
So they have, I think the loadup I prefer is the Hades Gatlin, which is heavy 12, strength 8, minus 2, damage 2, which is the same as a unit obliterator's firepower on average. So that's 200 points worth there, kind of. But you know what you're getting each time, you don't have to roll, so it's a little bit more reliable. Then you've got a choice of a couple of weapons in his belly. Uh, I, prefer the, I prefer the 48 inch range one, which is heavy D6, strength 7, AP4, damage D3. Or oh, they have two which are range 18, heavy D6, AP2, damage 2 or 3, and they automatically hit. And one of them, you get two D6 shots if you're uh, shooting a ten, unit 10 or more models. So either the minus 2, damage 3, or the minus 4, D3, depends if you want the range or, the, or not. But he is strength 10 base with 4 attacks, but he has things like the knight, so if you can split an attack and make it 3 attacks, and his melee attacks are either user times 2, minus 4, damage 6, or user AP2 damage D3, that's when he makes three attacks for each weapon. But what's brilliant about this guy is he can shoot through the new models within an inch, he can fire heavy weapons without penalty for moving, and as he takes wounds, his strength and his movement drop, his weapons ballistic still don't change, but his attacks actually increase. So I find it brilliant when people start shooting this guy I'm like go on wound him keep killing him keep killing him keep killing him I'm already in your lines I don't need the strength bonus I'm just getting more attacks <laughs> yeah I uh, I don't like big things like that um, so I just like kind of gloss over them when I read things so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think because he's got a decent amount of firepower like, uh, especially with some of the stratagems and some of the bonuses, which he doesn't need, but are nice, then you're not just relying on a combat beast or a shooting beast. Right. People don't want to charge it. I hate that um, big things like that in general suck against other big things that exist in the game, like the Shadow Sword. So I feel like yeah. if I just get into a bad match, I, or like if I just play against a Shadow Sword, I automatically lose because I took the thing. I, I don't like that kind of yeah, mentality. I think that's more of an issue with the Shadow Sword. I feel definitely like just, that thing is it's dumb. too good. That yeah, big things. Yeah, absolutely. It, but it, as long it, as it exists, it's going to deter me from playing big dumb shit. Yeah, which is a very valid point. Uh, and they are. The model is also direct only from Games Workshop now. So luckily I've got two. But because My two God. and Magnus is a fun list. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, there is. But <laughs> now, I have used two and Magnus at a little one day event and that was fun. I had a lot mm. of fun with that. But yeah. <laughs> like you say, with you're running the risk of running into a Shadow Sword and it will just take you off. Yeah. However, they are really good and against armies that aren't Imperial Guard. It will draw fire 
it's 28 wounds, 3 up save, and a 5 up in run. So, it's not squishy. Yeah. And it's not too expensive, I think. You'll get a lot of joy out of it for 5 out of 6 games at a tournament. Yeah. One game you run into the silly thing, you just go, it's like, okay, yep, that was that. Not much you can do about it. Yeah. So that is all the units. So we will touch on the legions next. So the legion traits are, you can take stuff like Fabulous Bile and Cypher, which doesn't mess with your traits, otherwise you have to be pure to get the legion traits. So you have to have an attachment of purely one legion. Flat legion, which isn't the best, but I've used on cultists a couple of times and found okay. Which is you the reason one. you would, yeah. The, I feel like the reason you would take Black Legion is for Abaddon because he's that good. Yeah. So. So Abaddon's giving you reroll hits on all Black Legion units, and their trait is add one to the leadership characteristic of models with this trait. And if a unit advances, it treats its rapid fire weapons as assault weapons till the end of the phase. It's on a big unit of cultists when you just want to run up the board and get into one's face. Is quite nice. You're still getting 40 shots. You're not losing shots. And I've been giving reroll to hits. It's okay. There's better though. Yeah. So you've got Iron Warriors, which I don't think you take these guys for the trait, but you might see people taking them for a warlord trait, which we'll touch on. Yeah. Which is enemy units attacked, don't gain bonus to the same throw from cover, which is okay, and you can reroll failed wound rolls for units when they target a building. I've seen Iron Warriors Obliterators taken. They're not bad, because cover pisses Obliterators off. Um, yeah. That's about it. So next up, you've Renegade, which is units can advance and charge, nice and simple. It is what it is. I think you're going to see it. I think the I I like Renegades as a trait because it's it's actually makes you deceptively fast when you start warp timing stuff. The biggest issue with Renegades is for some stupid reason they have a rule that says they can't use veterans of the long war because they're just they're not old. Yeah. Uh, which that's one of the best stratagems Chaos has. So losing access to that is very bad. Yeah. So you might see them here or there, but you're not going to see them that often. Uh, World Eaters, which I'll let you go over because I know you've had a lot of success with these guys. Yeah, um, World Eaters are typically viewed as one of the less competitive things because you don't get psychic powers and they're kind of one-dimensional and just the combat stuff. But now that you get three detachments, you just put the Sorcerers in a different detachment, it's all good. Um, things like Warp Talons and Berserkers and Cultists go from like good and fairly hitty to like ungodly levels of damage output. Um, I've had a lot of success with it. Also, that stratagem for a four-up deny the witch or whatever it's called, uh, that catches a lot of people off guard. And on top of that, it's very easy to pull off because, uh, like, you're throwing the warp talons balls deep into the other guy turn one, so they're going to be within 24 inches of the psyker. So if he has a power he cares about getting off, you can just stop that. Um, I've used that a lot. Um, yeah, World Leaders is really good. 
I like them. They're cool. The end. Yep. Uh, Night Lords, <laughs> which I think these guys are great. Uh, they're models and enemy units subtract one from the leadership characteristic for each unit which each unit with this trait that's within six of theirs to a maximum of minus three. So some really cool combos you can get going there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've always imagined Night Lord Army is probably strong because there's a lot of leadership buffs you can get going between that, especially if you add in some Forge World stuff. Um, it just gets silly what you can do. It's just a little meta-dependent because a lot of armies are just straight-up fearless now, like... Tyranids, um, certain chaos builds. Uh, yeah. It's a little more useful now because Guard just got nerfed as far as leadership buffs goes, so now you'll at least get to use it, use it against Guard. It's worth considering. Yep, so Empress Children can, next. Yeah. Which units with this trait always fight first in the fight phase, even if they haven't charged. Yeah. I think it's kind of crappy. Fight first is just not that good of a rule, in my opinion. It's a nice bonus, but you don't really mind it too much. So yeah, because it's yeah. Usually, the other guy only has like one really important unit that he cares about fighting first, and if that unit had charged, you still don't get the opportunity to fight first against it. So I just find it's situational at best. Yeah. So I'm going to skip the next one. We'll come back to it. So the last one is. Word bearers, which you can real fail morale tests with this trait. Very meh. Their legion trait is what space marines just get. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then the one which you're going to see a lot of um, is alpha legion, which yeah. is your opponent must subtract one from hit rolls to take this unit if they're more than 12 inches away. Mm-hmm. Which you see in most books get a version of and I think is really powerful. I think what also makes it really powerful is the fact that it combos with the stratagem that's Alpha Legion only, which is infiltrate a unit. Um, yes. So you got a really powerful stratagem and a really powerful trait together that's just a winning combo. Yeah, they're, they're so good. And yeah. We will touch on their their trait next because it is the strategies up next so what we'll do is I'll skip to the back and work backwards on these because we have the legion traits first mm-hmm. so, so you've got black legion which is one command point you can plus one you can reroll hit rolls of one for that unit or infantry or bikes if it's a case spatial unit you can reroll fail hits yeah yeah uh, it's not bad on a Chaos Marine unit. It's pretty lackluster on a normal unit. Um, it's a nice option to have, say, you're running a unit Black Legion Obliterators. Yeah. But yeah, I've it's never not... found myself actually doing it. Because I think right. I think that's the... The two focused elsewhere. Right. I think that's what it ultimately comes down to. Also, it's not like Chaos is starved for abilities to get rerolls. Like, Black Legion has Abaddon. It's like the reason to play Black Legion, so he already gives you the reroll everything bubble. So chances are you're going to be near him if you're going to take him, and then it's kind of moot there. Yeah, we'll we'll pick out the best ones here, rather than throw all of them because some of them are a bit meh. Uh, the World Eaters one though is 
Use your strategy when an enemy psycho manifests a psychic power within 24 inches of a friendly ward at his unit. Raw D6. On a 4 plus, that psychic power is stopped. Yeah. Like I was mentioning before, it's a very powerful stratagem for trying to block key powers. When Soulburst, when people try to cast Soulburst at you, or Word of the Phoenix, whatever it's called, really nice to stop that. Not getting shot by 10 Dark Reapers feels great. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you can use another command point if, to reroll that 4 plus. Oh yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely done that before. Or like blocking the other guy's warp time can win you the mirror really easily. Things like that. Yeah, so the next one that's probably worth noting is forward operatives, which is the Alpha Legion one. Which mm-hmm. is when you set up an Alpha Legion infantry unit during deployment, you can use one command point to kick the stratagem in. Instead of placing it on the battlefield, you just put it the first battle round before the first turn begins. Set it up anywhere on the battlefield more than nine away from enemy models, which I know a lot of other things are nine away from enemy deployment zones still, and models, whereas these guys are just models. Right, a little nicer there. I've uh, I've been able to put them like in my opponent's deployment zone in like his backfield just because he didn't have screeners for his back lines, and then just charged from behind into his army turn one. Yeah, I've done that before with things, and it, people are just like, oh crap. I think yeah. this had a lot more strength uh, when it was just lower drops. You can go first. Oh, for sure. It was it was borderline broken then. Yeah, I've seen um, people with like a unit of 20 Berserkers. Oh, for sure. Legion, just like, cool. I've thought turns. about just taking 20 Berserkers and rolling for first because I feel like you literally just win the game if that goes off turn one. So. Yeah. The hard part is... Still running that. Yeah, the hard part is like when you lose the roll for first turn, it's like how do I make sure the the berserkers are all just dead now, so like how do I win the game with seventeen hundred points left? Yeah. yeah. It's it's a turn one distraction. Worst case, the rest of your average. Yeah. yeah, they do have to deal with it. It doesn't just disappear on its own. Especially if you've got stuff like Magnus and Mortar inside the back, it's another Right. So yeah, I think there's a lot of tricks you can do with that though. It's really good. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. They've got Flak Missile, which is a similar to the Marine one. Which, I never use that thing. It's not bad, I just never use it. Yeah, if you've got a missile, you're distracted for a friendly heretical status infantry model, it's actually that can fly with a missile launcher. Uh, you can only make a single to hit roll, add one to the hit roll, and if it hits, they take D3 mortals, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It's... It's okay. If you were, if Chaos was a different army, like if we had access to Gulliman, or if we had less good strats, or if we had the ability to get brigades like water, like guard, I could see myself using it. But you still strats need a missile and, launcher, though. Most units that have missile launchers aren't there. Take a missile launcher somewhere. I feel like that's not that difficult to get. Maybe it is. I don't know. But if we had less cares for our command points, I can see it being useful. Yeah. Our command points are too valuable. So, the main one we're going to be using command points on is Veterans of the Long War. Yeah. Which is... Amazing strategy. Just yeah. plus one to wound, works on shooting or close combat. Or it lasts the entire phase, so if you couple that with another one which is either shoot again or fight again, th- those are two strategies that also exist, um, then you get plus one to wound in both instances of shooting or both instances of fighting. Yeah, I think it's that stratagem that makes chaos work. 
I think if that was, say, two command points, or if it wasn't there, I think the book would really struggle. Yeah, agreed. I think it's just... Yeah. In a it nice it really elevates you. Like, when I killed those thousands of guardsmen in Primary Psychers, I had vets and fought three times, so I had three instances of plus one to wound. It's very good. Yeah. So, that Fury of Corn is the trait which lets you fight again, which is three command points, so it's quite command point extensive, so I feel like you have to be in the right spot and be able to fight the right things to make the most out of it. But it can be a get-out-of-jail card, or it can just be a destroy card. And then you've got the Nurgle one, which is heal D3 wounds on a unit, or the no wounded models get a model back. Yeah. I really wish this one cost one, because then I could see myself using it a lot. But since it costs two, I just never use it. Yeah, I can't say I've ever found myself... I think... I don't. You don't really take Nurgle. You either take Horn or Horn. Right. Well, it, if you took Nurgle, it'd be some strange thing like Demon Engines of Nurgle and Epidemus and some weird list. Yeah. So it's Slanesh and two command points, which lets you shoot again and then do shooting phase. Yeah, that's amazing. Like uh, Obliterator shooting twice. It just means I do nothing twice, but most people like to do that. Forty this shooting twice, twenty noise marine shooting twice. It just it's amazing. Yeah, I think any unit you, that you want to fire at something, being able to do it twice is just, it's just the, so good. The general strategy for a standard chaos army, I guess, is to buff the shit out of one squad. So prescience it, which is a power, uh, gives it plus one to hit. Veterans plus one to wound it. Maybe get some rules via some chaos lords or apostles or uh, exalted champions. Um, and then make it do its action that it cares about twice. So either fight twice or shoot twice. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You tend to have one mega unit every turn. Yeah, whether where you shoot on that, whatever, but you can you basically make one squad just insane amount of damage output and just send it in. There's also a couple more which are really nice. So you've got the Great Sorcerer, which is his each one, which is you can do an additional psychic power. I've never actually used it, but I definitely... I, I keep it in mind. I think it comes into its own a lot with Magnus. Magnus can't use it, you cheater. Why not? Magnus doesn't have access to any of this stuff. I think it's in the codex somewhere. Yeah, as long as you have a uh, Chaos Detachment, though. Oh, well, I guess that's true. Smart pucky. Yeah. yeah, which is another one for the Chaos Familiar, which is why that's really good, uh, especially combos with Death Guard. Because you can use this at Static Psychic phase, and you can swap a friendly Threticus at Static Psychic power for one from a Dark Threticus discipline. So, models like Mortarion, if you have a Chaos Detachment, can then use that trait and swap for warp time. That is really good. I never thought of that. Which, See? Yeah. Learning. It's, um, that, it's been FAQ'd, so it definitely does work like that. It does work like that. Yeah. Really. So, huh. Because all, all you need is the right keywords. So it means... So I could have like a Death Guard attachment with Typhus and just swap it and get more time? 
As long as you've got a chaos detachment somewhere there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Huh. It's a whole new world. <laughs> uh, and then you've got Demon Forge. Oh, I love this one. Mauler Fiend, so good. Oh, come out of schools as well. <laughs> it's one command point. Reroll all your hits and all your wounds for the phase. Oh, Demon Engine. Ah, uh, Mauler Fiend fighting twice. Oh, <laughs> jizzing myself. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah this, this kind of makes the demon engines a little bit better if you want to take them. I mean, you oh, get yeah. the most out of them. It'd be totally terrible without this thing. <laughs> and then I think we saved. We've not touched on all of the strategies. So yeah, there's a few more in there. Well, I think there's a lot the of really one. useless ones. So we, yeah, you'll you'll know them when you see them. Yeah, the best one is probably well, my favorite one anyway. Which so many people just go, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, Tide of Traitors. It's Tide of Traitors. Tide of Traitors. Which is... I can't start... even begin to talk about Tide of Traitors. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of your movement phase, if you care to cult this unit, remove it from the battlefield, and you can set it up anywhere again, holding within six steps of the battlefield, more than nine inches away from any, any enemy models, at its full starting strength. And that last line of that stratagem is what makes that stratagem. So you could be running you know, 40 cultists, someone shoots you down, you've got two guys left, you've got Avenue nearby, so you're fearless, you don't care, and you just go, cool, uh, I'll bring yeah. 40 guys on your backboard edge now, thanks. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's Without Abaddon, it's a much harder to do, because... Uh, it becomes essentially a four-point combo. Because yes. let's say you have a unit of 40 and the guy kills 30. Oh, uh, 20. You have to spend <laughs> two to save them from morale and two to fix the unit and teleport it. So fours get, four gets really hefty, but with Abaddon, it's it's really good. Because yeah. it's only two. There's, there's so many little tricks, like just running 10-man units onto objectives and, somewhere. Yeah, and honestly, like I, I do it a lot not even to save my unit. I just do it to reposition units a lot. Yeah, Like, just that. showing up with 40 guys that your opponent thought were over here and putting them on the opposite side of the board. That's that's worth two command points for sure. Oh, you don't even need the rest of them. If you force someone to commit and they leave a gap at the back somewhere near their objective or little units, support units, yeah. and then you put uh, those guys in, it's like, oh. Another yeah. thing is when you tie to traders, it doesn't make you count as falling back at all. So you can... Uh, if your opponent thought he had tied up a unit of cultists with something, um, just leave for two command points. As long as you can actually fall back during the movement phase, you're fully functional still. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just so good. <laughs> so that's the stratagems. Our last up is we've got psychic powers and warlord traits. So the psychic powers are, we've been talking about a lot already. Yeah, Chaos is very synergistic, so a lot of these combos and units rely on their psychic powers. Um, so that's why we've been mentioning them as far as how the units interact with them. Yeah, so you've got three god-specific ones, which are really tasty. You've got mm -hmm. Weaver of Fates, which is what everybody got hard on over when Magnus came. <laughs> yeah. Which is, it's what size value is 6, 18-inch range. You add one to vulnerable saves taken for the unit, or models that don't have an invulnerable save, gain a 5 plus. So, yeah. there's so many uses for this. I've you can put it on 
40 cultists. All three of these, the god-specific ones, are, are good on any unit that's big because it's just a defensive buff. Yeah. Kind of like, not Death Star because they're not unkillable by any means, but similar idea where if you buff a lot of guys, it gets really good, like the Death Star. So um, your Nurgle one is minus one for all hit rolls on the unit. I really like doing that with a Fire Raptor. I don't know if you guys play with Forge Roll, but um, minus two to hit Fire Raptors are such a bitch to deal with. Although I've just gained a new uh, love for the Slanesh one. I've not actually read it in a while. Oh, you feel the pain? Yeah. Yeah, after the starting next psychic phase, roll D6 each time a model loses a wound. On a 5 plus, it does not lose that wound. So your Slanesh oh. army becomes Nurgle. Yeah. Specifically, I like that a lot for Obliterators uh, versus Storm Ravens because Storm Ravens have their Storm Strike missiles automatically and those are flat three damage. Yeah. Those are fantastic at picking up Obliterators because it just picks them up. Um, but with Feel No Pain, you really slow down that efficiency. So it's it's kind of a big deal there. I'm just, I'm just imagining, I've not actually done it yet, but that on the cultists. <laughs> oh, that's I've done that so much. Oh my god, the, there's slanty shooting twice cultists. I feel a pain. Oh, that's so real. Um, it's also really good on warp talons. Um, I've been making my warp talons corn, so I can't really do that anymore. But for a while, they were slanty, and the reason being, you take your warp talons, you warp time them, you charge a guy's army. Nothing can shoot you. It's great. The way he would get out of that is via smites. So just don't fall back and smite your way out, and then you're still shooting everything. So feel no pain, you get versus smite. So yeah. it was a nice way to try to add a level of durability to the more towns. But then you found yeah. you're better off just stopping them. Just hitting them harder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. So then the actual six powers, you've got Infernal Gaze, which I really like as a addition to smite. Yeah, I think everyone kind of glossed over this because it's very subtle, but... It's still, it's basically just a free smite you just get. I take this a lot, honestly. Yeah. So it's cast on a five, you roll three dice for every four plus a unit suffers a mortal wound. But it's a visible unit with an 18, so you can pick out guys as well. Yeah, which is a nice or, or it's just not the closest, which is nice. Like, you yeah. don't have to shoot the screen. You can go and actually get what you want rather than just what they want you to get. Yeah, typically... Unless there's like a specific reason for me to take something else, I'll almost always just take this on a guy. Yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah. Next up is Death X. Yeah, Death X sounds great, but there's just so many things working against that. I don't think I've ever actually cast it like once successfully. I've had it go off a couple of times, and I think it's great, and I think you definitely take it on big things. Like your Magnus yeah. will probably take Magnus it. definitely likes taking Death X when he needs to. Um, what it does is it goes off on an 8 and it takes away even some vulnerable save. So that's obviously amazing versus like Magnus, Gene Stealers, things that have invulnerables. Um, it, going off on an 8 makes it unreliable. 12 inch range means you're pretty much going to be in deny range if you're attempting this. And it's just, it's hard to actually pull off in a game, but it definitely has a huge effect if you get. Yeah, the next one. Uh, Gift of Chaos, I've tried in a game once, and that was fun. <laughs> but Which one's that? It's it's a watch charge 6, you pick a visible enemy model within 6 of the Psyche, and roll D6. Uh, oh, that's right, I like this one. I took it, I've taken it a couple times, I've still never actually used it. Yeah. 
So I stopped picking it, I think. But it's mostly the range 6. makes it very hard to pull off. Yeah, if you beat the target's toughness, take D3 plus 3 mortal wounds. And if you kill a character with it, you can get a chaos spawn and set it up. But you never have the important points to make the spawn anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, that's milk. Okay. Yeah, it's range 6, and... Yeah, it's you're not going to kill big things. You might kill off a little, little support characters if you get right up in their face. But most of the support characters, you're not getting up in their face. Yeah. It's one of the ones you're going to see the least. Whereas Prescience, which is the next one on the list, is one of the ones you're probably going to see the most. Yeah, I, I always take this, at least on Armon, for the plus one. goes up on a seven, so a six is fairly reliable, because he gets plus one. Um, sometimes I take it twice, just because it's that good. And it gives plus one to hit to a unit. So on top of just obviously being good for plus one to hit, it stacks really well with uh, Veterans the Long War, because it lets you trigger Veterans on fives. So uh, Death to the False Emperor. Death to the False Emperor, sorry, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, you just you hit stuff better, and it's always good. Yeah, so it's probably worth giving Aramun a notable mention now, because he's popped up a few times in yeah. psychic powers. So he knows three powers from this discipline, and he gets plus one to cast every single power he does, which yeah. is so good. Yeah, it makes things like warp time very hard to fail. Um, it makes prescience much more reliable. And he's he's often the guy that you would take Death Hex with or something if you don't have Magnus, because the plus one makes it a seven, which isn't so scary. Or I like to take Infernal Gaze on him just because he becomes a little smite machine. Like, casting smite and then casting Infernal Gaze is like four mortal wounds or something. Yeah, and he's he's only like 30 more points than a regular sorcerer. He has a invul, a regular sorcerer does him. He's five wounds. He's much better in combat. He's just so good. Do you normally pick on his disc? No, I don't do that. I did for a while. Um, I stopped because it made him uh, not infantry, actually. And I liked him being infantry to get him in cover because that gave him like a whole other level of survivability versus snipers. And I typically didn't need the speed, honestly. Uh, uh, the disc is also 35 points, and then he becomes like pricey. Yeah, he's 166 ish. Yep, it's 131 versus 166. So. Next spell is Diabolic Strum. Yeah, this I think people gloss over this a lot because it just buffs one model. Because one model plus two strength and plus one attack. But it takes models that are like on the cusp of being really strong to actually really strong. Like a Demon Prince would go from strength seven to strength nine, which is going from winning tanks on fours and fives to just winning tanks on threes. Same thing with a Mollerfreen, it goes from strength six to strength eight. Um, so really, it just takes you from, like, almost good enough to definitely good enough. Do you, would you take it in a normal list, or would you... With Armon, I've taken it sometimes, but only if I have had a a specific thing I care about taking it on. Like, if I took a Prince, I'd consider taking, giving it to Armon so I could cast it on the Prince. I wouldn't just take it if I didn't have a good target for it. Um, Yeah, um... I have considered, I haven't done it yet, but I've thought about taking it, like giving my Berserker Champions Power Fists, and then putting it on a Berserker Champion. Makes them like strength 12, and um, like 5 attacks or something dumb. And then that Berserker Champion fights multiple times. That's like 15 strength 12 Power Fist attacks from that one guy. That's kind of nice. 
there's a lot yeah. of little combos in there, isn't there? Yeah, you can just kind of like add a whole bunch of stuff up there. Uh, so the last power, and the last bit before the Relics of Warlord traits, so kind of wrapping it up, is Warp Time, which lets a unit move again. And that's just Yeah, this is, this is amazing. It's only got a 3 inch range. That's the downside. But you can play around that if you're just careful. Um, you can do this off of Deep Strike or off of Tide of Traders, which is where I think it comes in the best. Because uh, then you start 9 away, and then you move again, so now you're like 3 inches away. It's really good. Um, this power makes Warp Talons good? Yeah, without this, Warp Talons would be dog shit. So yeah, there's... You, there's so much we could say about this power, but it's you just need to yeah, play with it. It's, yeah, it's like... I think Chaos wouldn't even be an army without this power. It's that speed of just getting something where you want it, when you need it, is brilliant. So good. Yeah. So, next up is the Artifacts of Chaos. Oh. Forgot about these. How how do you find these? These are well, most of them suck. Some of them are useful. I like the murder sword a lot. Uh, I give more murder sword to my exalted champion. Um, he's corn. He's world beater, so he's got like six attacks on the charge. Um, the murder sword. You nominate a character at the start of the game, uh, and then every time you hit that character with the murder sword, it automatically does a mortal wound. So against like Gallman or Celestine or the Inkhorn, or some big scary character that everyone loves to take, Magnus, Mortarian, you just nominate it, and you just put like six or seven mortal wounds on them instantly, seven with diabolical strength. If it's like Gulliman or Celestine, you actually get to trigger Death of the False Emperor. Um, so I've had him like reliably just one-shot Gulliman. Um, <laughs> and then he gets better. Yeah, so that's another thing that I do with him. My guy being Korn... Um, so the way it works is at the end of the fight phase you can fight again, and Gulliman gets up at the end of the fight phase, or at the end of the phase that he died. So you charge in, you kill him. Since it's your turn, you can say that Gulliman gets up first. So you make Gulliman get up, he's standing right in front of you, you fight again, you kill him again. Gulliman's just dealt with. That's nice. Yeah, I do that a lot. <laughs> and like no one sees that coming, it's very nice. Yeah, that's true. So I thought of just that weird interaction. It's just a weird timing interaction, yeah. And you definitely pay three command points to Oh yeah, three to kill Gulliman, easy, all day, no questions asked. Yeah. So, I like the Murder Sword, oh, sorry, not the Murder Sword, yeah, we just talked about that one. The Blade yeah. of the Hydra, which is Elf Legion only, but when I've been running a little Lord running around helping, I've normally given him that, so it's free, yeah. because it's swapped for, for a Chainsword, and it's plus one strength, minus two AP, two damage, but you get D3 attacks rather than just one for being a Chainsword, so he gets like... Six attack, strength five, AP two, damage two. So yeah, he's a nice little support character. The, yeah. Uh, the Ice Inch uh, is okay. You get plus one when casting Smite. Yes. Um. You have the Ice Knight, Black Legion only is okay. The the Word Bears one is actually fairly good. It's like a mace; it hits really hard. The problem is it's word bearers, and you never take that. Yeah. yeah. The Black Legion one is you can unleash your power knight once the battle in the shooting phase. Uh, so far, any of the weapons, take an enemy vehicle that's visible on a two plus, it takes D3 mortal wounds. Yeah. So, 
it's not going to do anything amazing, but you're going to get a couple of wounds on things. So it's a nice bonus because it's free. I don't mm -hmm. think Chaos is a book where you're going to pay to get more artifacts because there's just not that much great in there. Right. And then the Wall of Traits is probably only three worth talking about. Um, from the Legion ones. I don't even really know what they do besides the ones I just always take. Yeah, so you've got the Black Legion one, which Abaddon comes with, so that's why I know that one pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> which is you gain Death of the False Emperor on a 5 plus if you're in 6 of him. Yeah, that's, that's an amazing thing for like units with Death of the False Emperor. The issue is uh, cultists don't have Death of the False Emperor and Abaddon and cultists is like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. So, uh, I like the Alpha Legion one. That's pretty fun. That's fun when you're playing a mission where Warlord matters. Uh, it basically means you, your Warlord can't die unless you kill every single character. So, you deny Warlord really well. But, a lot of the formats that we play here are removing Warlord as a thing. Yeah, that, that's, I can see that happening a lot. But, the standard Chaos ones are alright. You've got uh, add one to wounds characteristic and on a six when you take a wound you ignore that. Uh-huh. You've got to um, attack. Real wound rolls of one. They're all Yeah, they're all just like theme. a little buff. Um, I usually take plus one attack on my murder sword guy and can pump some up to six. And then six is like useful for killing characters. Seven with diabolical strength. Even more with Death of the False Emperor. Way more with Death of the False Emperor impressions. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's the end of the curse book, pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully, that gives a bit of an insight. It's been out for a while now. And most people will have seen it, will have played against it, but that gives a bit more depth into some of the units and why you're seeing the ones you do, and not the others. Mm -hmm. You got any bits you want to add to the end of that, Nick? No, I think we're good. We've kind of just talked about chaos for two hours. Um, yeah. <laughs> we both love chaos. <laughs> what, a, what a great way to spend my Saturday. <laughs> so thanks for listening, guys, and thanks, Nick, very much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Matt. <laughs>